Hi, welcome back to the Unbothered Moms, where we are shifting our perspectives and letting Letting shit go. My name is Bridget. I'm Kat. And today we are going to talk about a highly requested topic of parenting. Um, So we're going to talk about our hopes and also fears uh, for our children specifically and just parenting in this environment, Um, as well as we are going to be discussing things like what we wish we knew before we decided to have children and also things that people just don't talk about Mm -hmm. that would have been nice to just had a conversation about things. Yeah. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go, baby. All right. So let's dig in to, in your opinion, what is the hardest part of being a mom? Oh, hardest part of being a mom. I would have to say, I think the hardest part is wanting to do things for your children all the time and just like do it faster. Like for instance, when you're trying to leave the house, getting their shoes on and you want them to know how to put it on the right foot and how to either tie or Velcro and you need to give them that space to do it. But it is so painful to watch. Takes forever. Takes we could have left so five long. minutes ago. <laughs> yes. So I think planning that buffer time, mm-hmm. right? Or like having my daughter brush her hair on her own. That's going to take five to ten minutes. Legit. She doesn't even have long hair. But it's going to take that long for her to feel good about it, to get the knots out, all that stuff. So I think it's planning for those periods that I didn't have to before. Like put, putting in that buffer into like the schedule to get out the door. Yeah, that's, and that's tough. why you're always late. Literally, always late. We talked about this. You're always I late. I don't plan for that buffer. I'm just like, oh my god, what's taking you so long? What is going? On? Oh, you're five. Cool. <laughs> no, that's a that's a really good point because I feel like as parents we try not to enable our kids, but we're natural ena- enablers. Not even just because we want to do it for them, because we want to do it for ourselves Mm. to save the time, to save just sitting there watching it happen. And you're like, oh my goodness, what are you doing with your pants? You wanted to put them on so badly and they're inside out. I gave them to you the right side. How did you get them inside out and on backwards? Or even the underwear. Like she'll hold it up and she'll be like... Um, I don't even see a tag heel. And I'm like, that's because underwear doesn't have, but there's writing. Like you can see the writing. And also the bigger part is for your butt. She goes, well, they both look pretty big to me. (laughs) Okay. Well, I don't know what to tell you here, girl. (laughs) No, I love that. But that does, that's actually a really good point. I didn't think of that. What was your, what were you going to say? Honestly, the hardest part about being a parent or a mom to me Mm -hmm. This is going to sound so bad, but I I put thought into this. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. The time commitment. Oh, just being. Being present. Constantly. I think when people say, oh, your whole life is going to change when you have this baby. And you're like, yeah, okay, I know. I'm going to have a whole big freaking baby. I get it. A whole other human. Whole other human. You don't realize you, like, your time is gone. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to strategically and intentionally make time that you used to have like to yourself mm-hmm. or even just to watch a show, read a book, listen to a song that you want to listen have to. Have five minutes of quiet time with oh. no one needing you, no one talking to or you. Or looking at, like, don't even look at me. <laughs> Literally. Literally don't look at me. It's so intense. It's 
it's so it's a commitment and obviously it should be you should be committed to your children but just when i think of it i'm like sometimes it's hard to just be needed constantly yeah constantly yeah and there's always a schedule there's always something to that has to be done revolving around your kids Mm -hmm. and 95 percent of the time i'm there for it the other five percent i'm struggling with just needing five minutes of personal space five minutes to just collect my thoughts five minutes to not be overstimulated yeah so that was my biggest thing yeah which i think also go into the shit no one tells you (laughs) yeah because it's not even physical needing it's like the mental emotional like even when you're not with them like i'm constantly thinking okay what is going to be for dinner what am i giving her that has a healthy option Mm -hmm. to it um you know what are we going to do after school like just stupid things that are taking space in my brain and my heart and my emotions that have to do with my child yeah even when we're not with them yeah even when she's at her dad's house so we have a different situation obviously i'm divorced there's a two-parent household no no you have a two-parent household. i have two different households. two parents but two households <laughs> two parents and two households um but even when i'm she's with her dad like i'm checking in you know i'm asking for updates i'm wondering what they're doing like all that kind of stuff um and then even with you you have a two-parent one house <laughs> two parent household a true two parent household but i feel like they constantly are coming to you for things even when your husband's in the same room it's but it's just like it the goggles comfort. my mind it but is a sign there's science behind it though because we looked the, into this we're like why we is this the this. case and the thing is usually and i'm not gonna i'm not a doctor or anything i don't know the real factors or statistics right. that they came up with but i think there has to be something with mothers are just more nurturing mm-hmm. and more maybe understanding and compassionate to where like we'll coddle them or even if we raise i don't want to say every mother birthed their baby because they didn't no but i think if and not did, every mother is super attentive no sometimes it's the dad so it's, it's just you know the parent that has more of the emotional exactly um attachment maybe yeah. with the children but there is something that has to do with um like if you did birth your baby they they know you already mm-hmm. the dad like they might have heard your voice or they say that shit happens in utero yeah but when they come out but they already know the mom told them that you, you know? know exactly so i i don't know what the factors are there's probably so many depending on also who the more uh comforting parent is you yeah. know like for me i'm the one who's like oh what happened are you okay and my husband's like i was like you guys fighting each other like you're fine by yeah. different parenting styles it works they both need both of those parenting right. styles so right. it helps but sometimes i'm like can you ask your dad he's literally sitting next to you and it's like but i want you to get me some juice and i'm like <gasps> if i have to get one more juice and juice <laughs> who's getting I'm me a juice who's getting me the juice <laughs> i feel that way though sometimes i'm like who's yeah. helping me who's getting me something yeah listen you little peasant go get me something from the fridge <laughs> that is funny because i'm gonna do i feel like a peasant in my own house mm-hmm. like Am I your butler? Am I your maid? Uh-huh. And then she'll but go, we are. But we are. And she'll go, if you want to play a game, I can play with you. And I'm like, that's no. no. 
That's literally not what I meant. It was it was just over your head. <laughs> just over your head. She's writing. She's like, here's the duster. Yeah. She's like, do you want a full suit or like a maid outfit? Like, what's the vibe? And I'm like, I just want you to do something for yourself. <laughs> Stop no. ordering me around. And also with like hardest parts, I think never knowing what's next. Hmm. <clears throat> Whether it be like a mood swing, a meltdown, mm-hmm. or just like even a growth spurt, growth like spurt. out of nowhere, my daughter will just start eating four or five meals. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is happening? And then she grows a size in a couple <laughs> weeks. And literally, yeah. like two turkey burgers, like an array of fruits and vegetables. I'm not saying like a full platter, but like, like baby carrots, peppers, mm-hmm. strawberries. And then it's like, applesauce and then it's like french fries and i'm like where is it all going but then you know it's another size up in shoes another size up in clothes it's like wow and then you're constantly shifting out and changing closets regardless of season because they just keep growing out of their clothes they just keep growing i just keep handing you bags for your daughter (laughs) yeah so i'm getting the rewards in that situation we have clothes out the wazoo so thank you yeah um, but yeah, you just don't know, even just starting kindergarten, we didn't know what to expect. Right. Emotions and what the timing would be like of things. You know, we work full time. So now there's a different schedule thrown into our mix. Yeah. Like I constantly take a meeting every Monday in the car, which luckily my workplace is super, super accommodating. My team understands. Um, but that's different. If I didn't have this great work environment, that m- might be an issue. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's hard because you know there are parents out there that really struggle with that. Oh, yeah. Those workplaces don't care that you have kids. Right. Right. Screw you, workplaces. Or like that your that. daughter doesn't want to take the bus because <laughs> she's terrified. So you have to wait in the in the pickup line. That takes forever. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. What's happening here? Get on that bus. Get on the. Yeah. No, she'll freak out. So rolling into. Yeah. What is your biggest fear for your. I guess not mm-hmm. even for parenting, but maybe we can start with your biggest fear for your daughter. Yeah. So my biggest fear is just having her get mixed up in the wrong crowd because I've seen it happen with people I grew up with where, you know, they're good kids, they're smart, they're intelligent, and now they have an ankle bracelet on. You know what I mean? Like extremes where like you see that progression, you see kind of where things went wrong and it wasn't, it was innocent. You know what I mean? It wasn't like an intentional, like, oh, I'm going to do this. But it's like that one or two innocent decisions then kind of snowballs and snowballs and snowballs again to the point where like, okay, like when I go to my mom's house, like you're delivering my pizza. Like I don't want that for my daughter. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not something I want for her. And I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. And my fear, I guess, for me, myself, is that I raise her in a way that that's an easy decision for her to make yes. that bad decision you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so i hope that i'm raising you know somebody who's kind who's conscious um who's accepting but also you know follows her gut and understands like objectively you know what's right and what's wrong and kind of where that line is which i think a lot of people struggle with in general so it's a big ask that's why it's a fear because it's like that's what i would like but it might not happen it doesn't always happen for everybody 
Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And it's funny you say that there's like a fine line. Yeah. Because for kids, how are they supposed to really know? They right. only know based on what we've told them or teachers or, you know, superiors. Or what they see. And I think that's another see. issue too, is like YouTube and all that stuff is very accessible. So sometimes people put videos out that are cartoony, but they're not for kids. Yeah. So then if your restrictions are a little bit off, the algorithm might throw something in there or they might click on something that they're not supposed to see. It's just like, it's very gray. It's such a hard time. Yeah. To raise kids with social media. Yeah. 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 We're about to take YouTube off of their iPads completely, even though they're in like the three to five range. There's still, there's yeah. Stuff that pops up there and or ads. They're like, what is this? Yeah. Why is this coming up? This is completely inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And it will look cartoonish, you know? And if you're a kid, you're just going to be like, oh, I'll click on the next one. Nope. Oh, that's hard. But that, that is difficult because. I mean, you see it just in the media of these kids who have had great upbringings, we think, you know, but like pretty traditional upbringings, like no big problems. And then they're on TV for doing something very bad. Yeah. Say, but like, well, yeah, or it could be like, you know, they could OD like that is super scary. Like drugs are so readily available like i know that we, there's like jokes about like dare programs and I like know. i wish it got offered drugs is what i thought but like they're so readily available and then they can get laced with different stuff oh, yeah so like that's the scary part right is yeah. when you have somebody who's trying to make money off of something mm -hmm. and they need more products yeah they're gonna beef it up with stuff that's not necessarily good for you yeah and that's hard because all it takes is one time with the, mm -hmm. with the kids mm -hmm to either get hooked or worse yeah you know so yeah that's an interesting date mm -hmm. but it's scary oh it is scary are there any other things that like you hope for or that you know you're fearful of whether it be with your son your daughter or both i think with my kids my biggest fear and coming from the empath that i am that i say mm -hmm. i don't want them to ever be swayed to not be kind mm and caring and compassionate like my son has such a big heart and he's mm -hmm. sensitive mm -hmm. and i'm so worried that these outside influences are going to harden him up mm -hmm. let him know or make him feel that that's not acceptable because he's a boy mm -hmm. yeah. and i'm like guess what he's the kid who people would want to marry someday yeah sensitive okay mm -hmm. we don't want these people who don't cry who don't have feelings who don't wear their heart on our sleeves like that's a bunch of bs and mm -hmm. i'm sick of that yeah sorry side rant but i'm sick of that no because good. we want men who can play both roles who have both of those types within their personalities it's okay to cry yeah and also have be able to articulate their emotions right it's not just like happy or sad because that sometimes it's like very black and white mm -hmm. it's like no i'm frustrated or i'm angry there's a book that i've been reading izzy and she really likes it where it's multiple feelings like you're allowed to feel more than one feeling That's at the good. same time and then you can create your own fun word so we've been reading that for you know a couple nights the past couple weeks and now she's requesting it and now she's you know creating her own multiple feeling words which is like i don't know fun amazing though yeah i think um it's pretty easy to see within people and within society, those who were not raised to be able to talk about their feelings. Open, yeah. And that hurts my heart for those mm -hmm. people. 
Yeah. Because not only were they not able to talk about their feelings, they are in relationships now, not talking about their feelings, maybe not talking about their feelings with the children that they have. Yeah. So it continues. It's generational. It's the cycle. Right. You know? Yep. So I think my biggest fear is just that my kids are just really nice, kind kids. He doesn't lose kind of that soft, sensitive part of him, which might happen just naturally. Yeah. Fine. But, um, I mean, you think getting a tough exterior is like a part of life, but at least if he can stay true to still being kind, even yeah. though, you know, his guard might be up a little bit more. Yeah. I think that's totally fine. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> come, come at me, bro. And then if I let you in, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I'm and so happy. Not, see ya. Concrete walls. <laughs> Love it. Uh, but for my daughter, um, it's hard being a girl in today's world, and that freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Freaks me out. Just even, I try to be so body positive with mm-hmm. her, or I've really been trying to, like, listen, I hate wearing bathing suit. I just don't like it. If mm-hmm. I could, I would wear full clothes. Like, like a scuba top, gear. Scuba gear outfit every, at I the would beach. love I to see would. that. I would love to. That's just my style. That's what I feel comfortable in. I don't like feeling super exposed. It's mm-hmm. just me. Mm-hmm. But in order for her to not feel like that, mm-hmm. I have to be aware of what I'm saying. Like the words I'm even using. We never say fat. Like we don't say things like that because I don't ever want not even just her, but anyone around her or or Knox to feel like that's okay to say. Because mm-hmm. I've said before when they were little, like, oh, gotta lose his baby weight. Oh, yeah. I'm not in great shape. Oh. Same. And it's like, I even gave Knox a weird complex because I told him that he was eating too, like, candy has too much sugar. Mm. And then he was like, oh, what about the sugar? Oh, don't strawberries have sugar? And it's like little things like that yeah. where you have to just educate. Be mindful yeah. about what you're saying because these little brains take it all in. Yeah, I know. And as she gets older, I don't want her to worry about her body. You know, you have to just worry about your mind. Mm-hmm. That's like the most important thing in your body, literally, because if you don't have a good mindset, you're done for. Yeah. So I just hope she doesn't fall into, I mean, the crop tops, which might happen, but I'm just yeah. a long way to go. So hopefully we full shirts. Not really. By then. I mean, all of like Target, I feel like, and even it's Old up. Navy is like a lot of crop top stuff. I'm like for little kids. And my I'm daughter has a long here. torso. So like it just... Mm-hmm. And she won't wear pants over her belly button. She folded her softy shorts down the other day, and I almost wanted to faint. Yeah, I was like, mm, "What are we doing? Why? Why are we doing this?" But it wasn't even. I don't even know if she learned that anywhere. Like, I at thirty three do not own softy shorts any longer. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just certain things that she does, and I just again, I, I hit the scales in my house. Yep. I don't ever say I'm working out to like get rid of anything. It's just to be healthy. Mm-hmm. When I'm, I truly do enjoy salads, but like, me too. I love a salad. Salad, salad great. <sighs> so good. Um, but when I eat salads, it's not to lose weight or so that I can have you know three glasses of wine later. Even though that's the real reason, it's just that it's a good healthy option. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, it's about balance. It really is. And I think I grew up where that wasn't done oh yeah way yeah it was just like do you really need to eat that yep you know stuff like that or try on bathing suits maybe you should get the boy shorts yeah yeah i got a donk 
Yeah. I Always have. <laughs> Don't care. Okay. But it's true. And I think it's just, it carries over into later in life. Um, you know, all these stepping blocks that we're building with them now. And I want her to be comfortable in her skin mm-hmm. and not feel any bad ways about herself that could have been avoided. Yes. 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. harder for girls. I think it's getting better. But there is so much more pressure on us, I think. Like, yes. Appearance-wise. 100%. Well, even aging. Like, you know, if you see a guy, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. If I see a guy, like, salt and pepper, mm-hmm. little wrinkles, I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's attractive. But if I see a woman the same way, I'm not always feeling like, oh, she's super attractive. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. She looks a little old. I get your roots done. Yeah. It's, true. it's just the way we were raised. We're raised, we're yeah. Break through that. Yeah. I think this is like a good, I think our generation and the next generation, generation after are kind of like a pivotal point of like, hey, we're going to be shifting and like, you know, with a lot of things in society, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's kind of a pivotal point right now uh, in the world. In the world. To completely. shift perspectives. And letting shit, shit go. go. And just it. being comfortable mm-hmm. with who you are. Now, we talked about our fears. Mm-hmm. Is there any type, which kind of brings out the hope part, though, too. Yeah. It's like, like, we hope they're good people. We hope they stay sensitive. <clears throat> when you think, I don't know, 20 years down the line, what's your mm-hmm. hope for your crazy girl? Oh, that's a good question. Right. I would hope that at the ripe age of 30, wait, what did you say? 20 years? Yeah, she'd be 25. Oh, my math again. God. <laughs> anyway, I was a communications major. Wait, so what is it? 20 plus five. Okay, so at the ripe age of 25, um, I would hope that she's secure with who she is. Even though she's still developing, I hope that she kind of, you know, has a sense of self, that she doesn't rely on anybody else for happiness or validation in that. Um, I hope that she is in a job or career that she loves. Um, And I hope that she has a good group of people to surround her that love and care about her. I think she would really like that. I think she would too. I think she'd rock out with that. I'd rock out with that. I don't think she knows what that, any of that means right now she'll know soon but i think she'll know she'll know yeah how about um okay so when your son is we just did the math 25 and when your daughter is 22 Mm -hmm. what are your hopes so for sage at 22 i hope i don't ever want to press or push college or anything on them same I think that's really important that if they find a trade or something that they're really into, that they're uh, supported and allowed to go into that. One of the most successful and I think overall happy people I know is my hairstylist. Yeah. Like she started Mm -hmm. when she was 15 or 16 doing hair. I met her when I was 22. She was 23. She has her own salon now. Like she's about to have a son like there's just all these things where i'm just like mm-hmm. and she loves what she does it's okay. not easy all the time but like no. she loves it and she makes good money and she's living her dream i feel like most people who have kind of like 
do trade work or something like that, mm -hmm. working with their hands or whatever, they feel more pride in what they do. Yeah. Whereas True. us people who graduated college are like, we just need a job. Yeah. You know, so there's more. And we about, can't do math. We can't do math. No. But like these other people have passion. Yes. In what they do. And what they do, even if they don't love it. If you're building with your hands, if you're cutting hair, <laughs> if you're running electrical you know, for a building or like carpentry, like mm -hmm. you will, there's results, there's results and you see it happening mm -hmm. and you're a part of the big picture. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you go to college, you don't know really what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think it's BS. I think you, your child should have a say. And what they want to do because 18 is very young to know exactly what you want to I do. I did not so know I what I wanted that. to. Um, I give them kind of the not free range, but I would allow them to just kind of make those decisions or they have to live those lives mm -hmm. that they choose. Mm -hmm. Question Did you know going into college what you wanted to major and what you wanted to do? Hell no. Okay, so how did you come up with your major and what was your major? I told you this literature and philosophy. Remember? Oh, which oh. was like I thought it'd be a teacher. Yeah. And then like a year into it, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. I kind of want to do like communications or something like that. But then I would have to do an extra semester to make up for certain classes that I had already taken the other way. So I'm like, I'm just going to finish and then see what happens. At least I'll have this piece of paper that I'm still paying off. Right. <laughs> Literally. I mean, thankfully, I landed into a good job now, but it was a struggle. Yeah. School the amount, yeah. I think the amount of weight that a degree holds is like a little bit comical based on the courses that I took. And I think some of my um, my friends, specifically my college roommates, would also attest. They're like, this doesn't really like my one friend's a dentist. My one friend is a nurse. My one friend's a dermatologist. My one friend is an OBGYN. Guys, um, My other did, friend is an architect. With Bridget as a friend. We don't Sorry. know. We compared to OBGYN architect. Yeah. We dermatologist. Videographer. Like we literally don't know. But at the end of the day, we all went to college. They went a couple years, you know, longer than I yeah. did to get those additional degrees. But like we all graduated with our bachelors and it was like okay, we all have this piece of paper and that all means the same thing. And definitely. I took pop culture. I took art three times at different schools to get credit. It's like, you it's know, all a sham. it's yeah, it's a sham. That's all. Unless you're going to medical school. That's like important. Legitimate school. Law school. Yeah. Friend who's a lawyer. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Again, why are they all friends with me? I don't know. Well, listen, now we know to just go to you if we need anything yeah i got the, have got the connects um but yeah back to when my kids are older sage is 22 mm -hmm. 25 i just honestly hope they are just enjoying the ride and they're just going with mm -hmm. it and they're just living without the pressure i felt so much pressure when i was young and i don't want to say it was brought on like by my parents or anything because it wasn't i think it was just during that time or even as a society, it's like you need to be married by 25 or have kids by this age. And yeah. there's always this timeline, this fictitious timeline yeah. when things need to get done. So I hope my kids are just fucking living, yeah, living their lives, having a blast. Mm -hmm. Because when you get older, shit gets real. Mm -hmm. So I just hope they're having fun, being smart and enjoying life. Yeah.
I think that's and great. I, I want to hang out with me. Oh, yeah. I worry about that. Even like in the next couple of years, I'm like, oh, she's going to hate me. I'm just going to deal with it. I would just have to deal with it. Yeah, we'll just hang out together. It is what it is. I will force myself. I, yeah, I mean, I went a couple years where me and my mom butt heads 24 7, 365. Natural. Natural. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Poor mom. But we love you, mom. We love you, Maddie. Um, Thanks for putting up with me. I, I don't know how you do it. I'm getting it. This is our last episode. I can't stand I'm her. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. I mean, we did homework last night. And my daughter was like, Mommy, I like potties, and homework is not a potty. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, it's not. But yeah. you have to do it for the next like 13 plus years. So you got to figure it out. And then so she ridiculous. started crying. And I was like, That is a fair response. Guys, five year olds have homework, which you know who has homework? Parents. Annoying. Cut the shit out. Shit. I'm over it. Um, well, speaking okay. about being over it, you know what I'm over? What? Gatekeeping. What? And people gatekeeping information and not sharing it. Mm. That's what I'm over. Because guess what? When you, first of all, as an adult, nobody knows what they're doing. No one. <laughs> Literally nobody. And then especially as a parent, Extra not knowing. Extra not knowing because these little humans don't know what they're doing. And I think some of them are projecting it to us to make us second guess ourselves on occasion. 100%. (laughs) So it's like nobody knows what they're doing. I feel like coming into parenting, you assume that people with kids just like a a switch flips, right? Like you know what you're you're like hey you know about blah 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 right and then guess what they offer you some advice but it's never the right advice right because every kid is different every parent is different so even advice that i would get and you would get if it's the same kind your delivery is gonna be different than my delivery your kids are gonna receive it differently than my kid so like it's just a shit show out here which is why we aren't giving you advice we are just chatting just take with it what you will yeah if you pick up on something that you're Mm -hmm. like hey that's a great idea great if not great because guess what when i was pregnant or like before having kids someone should have said run for your life so oh fucking crazy yeah no one everyone's like it's great it's awesome motherhood is amazing being a parent rocks yeah yeah see when people ask me that because i have a couple i was one of the first people in my group of friends to have a kid because they're all busy in school and having really literally jobs. literally going to school for seven extra years <laughs> i'm just over here we're proud of you getting pregnant having a child and now you know you learn from me first one to have a kid first one to get a divorce i'm just a book of lessons and we love that about me thank you and i am here to provide some lessons learned to all of you but whenever somebody asks me you know what's it like being a parent i'm like it is very rewarding but it is very very difficult and there's definitely phases of ups and downs and just when you feel like you're in the clear something else happens right like the teething phase my one friend's son is going through teething right now and she's like we're not getting any sleep he has fevers i get worried i'm like his teeth are coming in what a human's teeth is coming through and it's causing all these other issues for them and for like the family for everybody it's crazy but yeah it's um it's hard and i think 
something that makes it easier is having people that support you around you, maybe a partner that is, you know, a participating partner, participating parent, um, somebody that you can just kind of vent to, which I found, we found in each other sort of, of just like, why is my kid doing this? Why is my kid acting this way? Is your kid acting this way? Like, it's nice to have a group of, you know, parents, friends, um, coworkers even that are going through something similar. So you guys can kind of bounce things off each other because again, nobody knows what they're doing and everything is different, you know, case per case. It is okay to feel like it's too much sometimes because it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. When you're working you're trying to be a great parent, you're trying to be a good friend, a good partner, a good son, daughter, like you can't give a hundred percent everything all at once. You have one, 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to figure out how to divide that on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And sometimes you're not giving enough to the people you should be and it's okay. You just have to acknowledge it and maybe acknowledge them in that respect. Yeah. They, I'm just Great. having a really hard time. I'm really busy this week. You know, I didn't mean to not get back to you or whatever, because Lord knows I have, so many emails, so many text messages, all these things to get back to people constantly. And sometimes it's just too much for me. So when I finally do, I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, there's just, I just, just didn't fit into my, my energy this week. It yeah. just didn't. Um, and I wish we talked about that more of how we're feeling these ways and not feeling not okay and feeling like we maybe are doing a bad job sometimes. Because guess what? We're all, here we're doing it together our kids are happy yeah like we put this pressure on ourselves and sometimes it's okay to yell oh, if yeah. you want a moment and you feel bad about it after and you're like oh i should have handled that differently take that for next time handle it differently don't, yeah. don't let it i've even had that you. conversation with my daughter of like a time maybe i've yelled or raised my voice and it was like a little bit over the top because i'm stressed out in these five other areas of my life mm-hmm. and i'm like Hey, mommy just yelled. Mm-hmm. I don't normally yell. I'm not a yeller, but I know I shouldn't have done that. That was a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. But you still, the reason that that happened is because you did X, Y, Z. And I said that you shouldn't do that five times. And then you still continue to do it. Yeah. So like sometimes that's going to be the reaction. But I understand that was a little bit harsh, given the fact that you just didn't put your socks in the hamper yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? To... to- go through that interaction with her and with our kids because it shows them how life is going to be because that's how yeah. it's gonna be when you deal with a boss who says something and then they're like oh sorry i took that out on you because blah 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 you've I, had have you ever had a boss say that oh i have you well, have after i gave it back though oh bit. yeah i don't just let them walk on me but i'll give like a little hey i really didn't like that tone mm. like i did what you asked me to do yeah something like that Good. but it will it, if we start with our kids now, it'll be easier as they grow up and have these conversations in real life. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, right. But here it. we are, momming it, and you parents are parenting. And if you're not, hey, dadding, momming, parenting, whatever, uncling, anting, or none of grandparenting. It. It made you realize you definitely don't want it. Yeah, we're here for it. It's fine. I have, okay, real quick, and then we'll wrap up, but I have multiple friends that have recently chosen just not to have kids, whether they're married or single, and they're like, I'm good. And I'm like, mm-hmm. more power to you. Yeah. I support it. I think 
whatever floats your boat. I don't think anyone should feel pressure to do that. Um, it's a big responsibility. It's a really big responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it's a hundred percent commitment. Like I said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't realize that when I, Even when uh, you're hung over. Oh. oh yeah. Or sick. Or, sick, or tired. Or you're tired or you have so many other things to do. Yeah. Take them first. Mm-hmm. And we and love them. Great. And we love them. And we thank you so much for joining us on this episode to discuss our hopes and fears and things we wish we knew prior to having kids. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, leave a review. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and iHeartRadio. And for any behind-the-scenes content, check us out on Instagram. You'll love it, at The Unbothered Moms. And we will catch you next week. Bye. See ya.